Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Undercovered Ops. I am Cody Carpentier. You can find me on Twitter at CarpentierNFL. And we're back this week for Week 15, heading into the most important time of the year. It's almost Christmas. We have the Fantasy Football Playoffs now starting Week 15, uh, December 15th, Thursday Night Football, Seattle and San Francisco. Going into the weekend, we have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday Night Football. And then next week for Christmas, we also have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday Night Football with the Fantasy Football Playoffs Championships most of them, anyways, being wrapped up in Week 17 on New Year's weekend. It is an exciting time of year, but it's only exciting if you have the healthy players on your team. If you are losing guys like Kyler Murray, if you're losing guys like Ramondre Stevenson, if you're losing other guys that are important to what has gotten you this far, and it's Week 15, you're starting to lose them one by one by one by one, I like currently I have a few very very good teams in the FFWC with some injured quarterbacks. Like Justin Fields is that guy. Does Chicago let him play for the next 3 weeks? Does he play this week against Philadelphia, you get banged up and they're like, "Yeah, you're done." Because then that makes your fantasy team essentially done. If you have to go to your backup quarterback, if Trevor Lawrence has a couple of tough matchups, you have to play Sam Darnold. You have to, you know, there's a multitude of things, but this is why we're here to keep you intact with some of the trends and some guys that you need to jump on before it gets too late. So this is going to be a shorter episode as I am currently in a hotel room. It's not a visual today on YouTube. It will only be on podcast on the Player Profiler Radio Network. Let's jump into it. I'm going to start with one of my favorite spots this year, and that is the tight end position. Uh, right now in the strength of schedule tool, you can see that the Denver Broncos have the second easiest wide receiver matchups. Uh, in line with that should be Greg Dulcich. Greg Dulcich uh, is a guy that we've seen run on 70, 80, 85, 90% of snaps, and it, it allows him to get targeted more often by Russell Wilson. And, and we're hoping Russell Wilson comes back from his concussion Greg Dulcich in Week 14 ran 35 routes, which is twice as many as he did in Week 13 here in 18. Where, but in that 18 route game in Week 13, he had 38% target share. He had eight targets, but he continued with eight more targets in this last game. The last two games, six receptions, 85 yards, and three receptions for 42 yards. Greg Dulcich, it's not a it's not a, a new thing to see that Greg Dulcich is someone that you can use. Moving on to Cleveland, David Njoku, um, he's a guy that gets dropped, gets added, gets dropped, gets added in most leagues. He, he hasn't been a consistent guy all season, but you can see his last three matchups, 35%, 80%, 85%, 95% snap shares, routes 17, 30, and 37, and then a 7, 19, and 23% target share with three targets, seven targets, and then nine targets coming in week 14. Again, he gets the Cincinnati Bengals this week. The last time he played Cincinnati, he had seven for 71. 
I think you can continue to trust David Njoku, seven receptions for 59 last week. We always ask the question. It was, you know, with David Bell, with Anthony Schwartz, with Amari Cooper, who was going to get the targets when Deshaun Watson came back? And you can see the last two games in week 12 and week 14 that David Njoku – Seven targets and nine targets, 16 targets in his last two games. Obviously, he missed in week 13. That Njoku's going to be that guy. And even if he's out, then Harrison Bryant isn't really going to be the answer to that. Like we all thought, he, Harrison Bryant really feels like the the the, the Foster Moreau. The, I, I heard uh, Rich Rebar on the Mind of Mansion this week talk about the fact that people just keep going to bat for Foster Moreau. And I used to be one of those guys that would just keep going to bat for Foster Moreau. I was like, big sub one athlete from LSU, he can play, he's behind Waller, he's going to get the opportunity, you try to sell yourself on these things, and it's just quite frankly not true. So Harrison Bryant is not on that level of David Njoku, obviously, and David Njoku is the athlete they paid him. It's exactly what they wanted to see from David Njoku, and that's what they're getting, quite frankly, when he's healthy and he's on the field. The best matchups for the fantasy football playoffs week 15 to 17 uh, goes to Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pat Fryermuth, Minnesota, TJ Hawkinson, and then the New York Jets with Tyler Conklin. Now, you want to talk about Tyler Conklin. This is a guy that I have I have vouched for a few times over the last couple of weeks, and that's because of the targets. Again, we talk about targets with David Njoku in week 11, 12, 13, 14. You're looking at a 15, 10, 12, and 18% target share with three, three, seven, and eight targets in week 14. So he's had 15 in the last two games, 21 targets over the last five games, and 12 receptions, 102 yards in that same frame. The targets are just simply not tur- turning into touchdowns. They're not turning into uh, long downfield plays. His A dot right now is at the six marker. Um, and and, and CG Uzama is the one that's just like, making a bigger play out of it. Like you saw week 13 against the Vikings, one for 31, randomly a big play. He's had five receptions in the last five games, five for 55, whereas Tyler Conklin, it's literally 12 for 102, and it's you know 10 yards per reception. It is what it is. It's a tougher play. I don't trust Conklin as much, but Mike White at quarterback, it elevates his entire offense, which allows us, obviously, to trust this offense. Indianapolis, there's been a lot of injuries at the tight end position. Mo Cox, Jelani, and Kylan Granson are all three there. If I had to choose one, it would probably be leaning towards Jelani when Jelani is healthy. This offense, again, you don't really want a lot of pieces in this Indianapolis offense, but Jelani is an interesting piece when he's healthy. Dallas and New England. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's been low-key. Obviously, everybody wanted to play him on Monday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals. He goes three for 70. I actually had a pretty solid prop out that was 50 yard, or 40 yards and a touchdown. He got the 40 yards. Obviously, he got 73 for 70 on three targets. Didn't get the touchdown. Should have been targeted more than three times. Only a 9% target share on a 66% snap share. The last few weeks, he was 86, 84, 71% as well. But they had this game wrapped up after Kyler's injury, and they ran the ball quite a bit. But I think Hunter Henry is definitely a guy that you can trust down the stretch. Again, the tight end position, we've talked about it week after week, year after year, how difficult it is and, and just the situation you're in at the tight end position, digging deep, deep down at players. Daniel Bellinger. This is the last one that I'm really interested in. The fantasy football matchups are mediocre down the stretch. They're not bad. It's a it's a you know it's three star rating per se. Daniel Bellinger, week 13 and week 14. Week 13 had 96% snap share. Week 14, 66% snap share. He's just coming off of injury. 28 routes in week 13, 26 in week 14. Five targets in week 13, three in week 14. Caught all eight footballs for 43 yards over his last two games, which is 14 air yards, so he's staying 
Julian, again, close to the line of scrimmage. He had a .8 yard A dot in week 13 and a 3.3 yard A dot in week 14. So we need him to get a little bit further down the field. I know they have Slayton. I know they have Isaiah Hodgins. We'll talk about Hodgins here in a minute. But Daniel Bellinger, man, um, is a guy that you should be able to trust more, especially given the talent that's around him on this offense, which is uh, there's not a ton of it. So I'm trusting Daniel Bellinger. The other guy I have markered on here, obviously we have to talk about Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram has been a, a cheaper guy most of the season. Uh, his, his, his routes and his opportunities didn't really change in this game. 78, 75, 77% snap share the last three games, 25, 25, 33 routes. He ran eight more routes, and he had eight more targets in this game. Obviously he finished 11 for 162. Absolutely amazing game by Evan Ingram, one of the all-time tight end games that we see. Each year, it's just a random outspurt. It's like the David Njoku game of last year. And obviously, we're going to finish at the tight end position with Cole Komet. Cole Komet, 7, 4, 6, and 7 from targets. 16 for 208 on the as a receiver. And 9.2 yards averaged at the target. 100% snap share in Week 13. Expect that to continue in Week 15. They're coming out of a bye. Their poor should still be there with Justin Fields. They get the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a tougher matchup. But it's a good matchup for Cole Komet. And I trust Cole Komet down the stretch, as should you. Let's move on to the running back position now. And the running back position, obviously everyone's going to talk about Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight has a amazing schedule rest of the season. But so does our guy, Isaiah Pacheco. And we'll talk a little bit about Zonovan Knight here in a second. But Isaiah Pacheco, he needs to have his flowers. The last five games, 16 carries. 15 carries, 22 carries, 14 carries, and 13 carries. This guy has had 17 red zone carries in the last five games. He had 12. He had 12, count him up, 12 in week 12 when he had 22 carries for 69 yards. Again, he's doing everything that the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire truthers wanted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to do, but Isaiah Pacheco is just a hard worker, a grinder. He is, in quotes, a motherfucker because he just gets the job done, and that's all we really focus on is a guy that gets the job done, wants to get the job done. When I talked to this guy at the NFL Combine, I said, where's your where's your passion come from? He goes, he goes, when I was growing up, I wore my Danian Tomlinson cleats. He had his Fashion Nova glasses on, and he's sitting up there, swagged out, big chain, and it's a it's a it's one of those guys that it's not the Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham level arrogance. It's the Randy Moss at the Heisman with the black sunglasses on because he didn't want anybody to see him confidence. Isaiah Pacheco is a shyer guy. He's a quieter guy. But when he's on the field, he gets the fucking job done. And that's all we are worried about in the fantasy football side of things. 80 carries, 394 yards in the last five games with a 59% red zone carry share. 30% route participation for Isaiah Pacheco. Again, those 17 red zone carries, that is really what we're focusing in on right here. Plus, he had 56 routes run in comparison to Jerick McKinnon's 85. And, of course, Jerick McKinnon, you cannot not talk about Jerick McKinnon, who has been an absolute animal. 26 targets in that same five-game frame as Isaiah Pacheco has had six. Both of these guys are playable in whatever format you're in. Obviously, McKinnon more likely in PPR. Pacheco more likely in Standard or half PPR. Snapshots over the last five weeks, 42% for McKinnon, ranging from 30 to 56, and a 49% snap share for Isaiah Pacheco, ranging from 41 to 58. I love both these guys. Again, like I said, depending on the league you're in, if it's PPR, I'm playing Jerick McKinnon. If it's half, if it's standard, I'm much more likely to play Isaiah Pacheco than McKinnon. 
Now you want to talk about Zonovan at night. Zonovan night. I mean, I, there's not really a lot to be said here. Robert Salah said everything a couple weeks ago when the first game happened with Zonovan Knight. He said, this is the guy we trust. This is the guy we wanted to touch the ball. The last three games, 14 for 69, 15 for 90, 17 for 71, and he's got 47 routes run and 10 targets. Trust the process. 7% target share. It's not beautiful. It is what it is. But he's already overtaken Ty Johnson. Michael Carter came back. Michael Carter didn't do anything. Michael Carter had five carries for five yards and six targets. So he's getting the receiving game. But Zonovanite's going to get the run game, and that's really what you're focused on. It's late in the season. The weather's getting cold, and they're going to want to run the rock, and you're seeing him already get double digits. He's growing towards 20. The last few games, 14, 15, 17. He's getting there. The carry share's going up, 43 to 62 to 77, and the snap share's staying the same, 50%. That's what you want. That's optimal Touch usage. That's what we talked about with Antonio Gibson. Everyone's like, well, Brian Robinson's here, so Antonio Gibson sucks. And it's like, no, no. You, certain guys, like a son of a knight right here, we're looking at 50% snap share. If you get that 50%, if you get that 45 to 65% snap share for a guy, I would say maybe 40 to 40 to 55, not 45 to 65. If you get that snap share for a running back or an athlete or a player that can move around and make plays, it's going to be optimal for efficiency, keeping them fresh, etc. And if you have somebody else in that backfield that's a tandem that can make it work, like a Brian Robinson, for example, with Antonio Gibson, he's going to score double-digit fantasy points. So I've seen this tweet rolling around from this one person about, oh, I was so right about Brian Robinson and I was so right about Antonio Gibson. Nah, motherfucker, you weren't right. Because the, the theory was that Antonio Gibson wasn't going to be the number one fucking running back in fantasy football. The theory was... That even though Brian Robinson was still there, Antonio Gibson would still be a value to everybody. And he still was. He was going around pick 100 and later as the season got closer. And Antonio Gibson is sitting here right now averaging double-digit fantasy points. And there's not really not a lot you can argue about that. He's number he's RB18 on the season. He's averaging 12 fantasy points per game. I mean... W- what, what, what were you right about? 45% opportunity share. This is exactly what we wanted to see from Antonio Gibson. But enough with the Antonio Gibson theory. That is more so about Zonovan Knight and why I think you can continue to trust Zonovan Knight because you're going to see Michael Carter here getting the targets, getting the opportunities. So will Zonovan Knight. The big conversation this week, New England. Who should I add? Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong. Damian Harris is banged up with a quad injury. Ramondre Stevenson's out in this game. He had 24% snapshot on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals. Where should I go? Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong had five carries, 70 yards. He's from South Dakota State. He's a small, bursty guy, a Shane Vereen type. We've talked about this all season, all offseason. And then Kevin Harris, the big dog, the big, big bruising stud from South Carolina, is a guy that before his back injury at South Carolina would have been considered a top three, top four, top five running back in this draft class. He suffered the back injury, and then he didn't really have a great season in 2021. He's a guy that's getting the carries. Eight carries, 26 yards, 14 routes run, no targets. Pierre Strong, five carries, 70 yards, explosive. Explosive in that. Five carries, 70 yards. He had nine routes run and had two targets. Look for Pierre Strong to be that guy that's going to get... If it's Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, two-headed monster, you're going to see nine carries from Pierre Strong. You're going to see 15 from Kevin Harris for 24 total carries. You're going to see five targets for Pierre Strong, and you're going to see one target for Kevin Harris in Week 16. Week 15, if 
Damian and Ramondre do not go in this game. I love both guys. If you had to you know, ask me who you're going to pick here, it would be the similar thing to what we're seeing in Kansas City where Kevin Harris in half PPR, I would debate it. Pierre Strong in PPR, I would play it. That's where I'm sitting right now with this New England situation. It is what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a tougher matchup. Houston, Damian Pierce is out with a, uh, a MILF high ankle sprain. And Damian Pierce has been the stud all season. Obviously, he had a few tough games the last few, but 17 for 94, and then he had two down games, were 10 for 8, 5 for 8, and then he had came back 18 for 73, 22 for 78. That's what you could expect. That's what we do expect from Damian, Harris on a, uh, Damian Pierce on a week-to-week basis. Now, it's Rex Burkett. It's Daria Gumbawale. Daria Gumbawale is going to be a pass-catching guy. He's going to be annoying in this passing game, and I think it's a guy that you could borderline use in certain situations. Again, it has to be PPR and probably not going to be Week 15, but it's a guy that I would hold to see what happens in Week 15. And then if it's something that's clear, it's like, oh, Dari is going to be the dude that's going to get 45% and seven targets, then you can talk about playing him in Week 16. But right now I think everything is going to go right back to Rex Burkhead, how it was before Damian Pierce. Rex Burkhead, the last few games, is really not a lot to explain here, but he had two carries and minus three yards, and he also had one target. He's been getting targets randomly, 10, re- 10 routes, two targets in Week 13, eight targets, Eight routes, two targets in Week 10. I'm not really excited about anybody in Houston. I don't think you should be excited about anybody in Houston. I don't think you should use anybody in Houston. But that will do it for the running back position. The other one is Tennessee. If you want to think about somebody to replace Dontrell Hilliard, it's either going to be Julius Chestnut or it's going to be Hassan Haskins. Julius Chestnut was active in Week 13 at five carries for 13 yards, um, and he had two targets in Week 14. Hassan Haskins, on the other hand, hasn't done anything. Let's go to the wide receiver position, and we'll finish up strong here. And the wide receiver position, obviously we've talked about the last few weeks, Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins was an undercover ops main mention like four weeks ago, and you've seen since then three targets, three receptions, 29 yards. Four targets, three receptions, 31 yards. Six targets, five for 44 this week, six or six targets, four for 38, and a tuggy for Isaiah Hodgins on an 84% snap share with 33 routes run and a, almost a 20% target share for back-to-back weeks. Isaiah Hodgins has so easily supplanted Kenny Galladay. We talked about this four weeks ago. I was able to get him in almost all of my FFWC leagues. Six out of eight teams advanced to the playoffs in the FFWC, and I think I have a Hodgins on four or five of those teams as well. Darius Slayton's still been a low-key guy, 10, 6, 8, and 3 for targets the last four weeks. Slayton's going to be a guy you can trust. Again, everyone saw the the dip this last week um, when Darius Slayton dropped off from 10 targets, 6 targets, 8 targets, you know, 95, 86, 63, 90 yards. He drops down to two receptions. 42 yards on three targets, and everyone's going to forget about it because he's going to, he's going back to play Washington this week, right? Remember this. Remember this. Just a, two weeks ago, he had eight targets, six for 90, 28% target share. Then they go to Philadelphia, get dog-walked, and Darius Slayton lines up on Darius Slay. Then you enter week 15. It's a rematch with the Washington Commanders. And Darius Slayton's going to have eight more targets, six for 90. I mean, that's what he's in line for. A 92% snap share, full-blown the alpha guy in this opportunity. Look for Darius Slayton to bounce back this week, a guy you can play in DFS. Tough for me to trust a guy like Darius Slayton in season long, but damn, Darius Slayton, consistently this year, he's looked better than Jerry Judy, and I know those two 
or were kind of conversated in the same uh, context quite a bit coming up the last couple of years. Los Angeles Rams win the game on Thursday Night Football behind Baker Mayfield and a 98-yard drive. 2-2 at will in this game. Nine targets, five receptions, 50 yards. Eight out of 13. Week 13, the game before, five targets, two receptions, 48 yards with an eight out of 17. 2-2 at will is going to get targeted with Baker Mayfield, at quarterback. Van Jefferson has four targets each of the last two games, seven just three weeks ago. It looks like the the the, the mean and the, and the focus is going to... 2-2 Atwell in this Los Angeles Rams offense. He had a 60% snap share in Week 14, which is up from a season high of 49-46 each of the last two games behind there. So 2-2 Atwell, for me, lines up you know, in that same Darius Slayton conversation. I would prefer Slayton to 2-2 Atwell, but 2-2 Atwell is a guy that you definitely need to be, be paying attention to down the stretch. Um, that's, the, that's the first guy that Baker threw the ball to. That's the guy that Baker obviously has somewhat you know, trust in after 48 hours. We'll see if that continues um, through his first week of, you know, full practice with the Los Angeles Rams. Devontae Parker is out. Look for a little bit of more uh, Taekwon Thornton opportunity. Taekwon had 96% snap share in that game in week 14. Taekwon should be a guy that is, is deeply on your radar. Again, Taekwon Thornton, the wide receiver for the New England Patriots. New England is in the spot right now where they're playing the, the Las Vegas Chargers and the Las Vegas Chargers. They're playing the Las Vegas Charge. Las Vegas right Jesus. New England is going to play the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Josh McDaniel versus Bill Belichick. And if they're sent over there with no Ramondre, no Damian, you could easily see this game become a little more pass-centric for the New England Patriots. And we've seen Tyquan Thornton get his opportunities earlier this year. 4 for 37 with a touchdown against the Cleveland Browns in this game. Last week against Arizona, he had that four receptions, 28 yards. Got five more targets. His first time having five targets was in Week 14 since Week 6 and Week 7 before his, his, his output kind of tapered off there for a few weeks. But 96% snap share was easily his highest in the season by over 20%. Trust that process. Tyquan Thornton will be used. This is an indoor game in Las Vegas against the, the Raiders who have been inept and in, in, in getting beat downfield. And if there's no run game, they're going to be using Tyquan Thornton. You can trust Tyquan Thornton going forward, especially with Devontae Parker out couple more spots I want to finish up in. One is the New York Jets. As far as the overall landscape goes, Corey Davis, obviously, snapshot goes down to 13% in this last game. Denzel Mims stays up. He's been a, a roller coaster per se as well. 93% snapshot in week 11, 31, 20, and 69% back in week 14. 35 routes run this week, five targets, three for 35 for our boy Denzel Mims. But the big conversation here that got ignored because Garrett Wilson absolutely torched the Vikings and then he had a great week in week thir- week 14 seven targets six for 78 Elijah Moore 10 more targets the last four games for Elijah Moore four targets two receptions two targets two receptions six targets two receptions and then in week 14 10 targets 22% snap target share 80% snap share 13% higher than the week before with six receptions 60 yards the ADOT still at 10 but Elijah Moore seems to be back and important in this offense and this week they get the Detroit Motor City Dan Campbell Lions should be another good game for Elijah Moore if the weather holds up in the Meadowlands the last players that I want to mention here mention here is the Tennessee Titans situation we talk about opportunity we talk about rookies. 
Traylon Burks right now does not look like he's going to be cleared for Week 15. But I'm going to mention him mention him anyways, because if you stuck through here, you're probably a Dynasty D-Gen. You probably love good players. You're probably looking for what to do next. And when you look at the Tennessee offense, no matter what you're looking at, I just took a bet on Derrick Henry to lead the league in rushing because it's that plus 400. Josh Jacobs is minus 330. Josh Jacobs has multiple injuries right now. This team needs to win football games. I talked about this last week on the PropCast Happy Hour when I took the odds for Derrick Henry to have 100 adjusted yards and 150 adjusted yards in that game against Jacksonville. He had 99 in the first half. Sorry, he had 99 in the first quarter. He had like 120 in the first half, and then they didn't touch him. They had two yards in the second half. Tennessee has no weapons. Robert Woods is dustier than a dust ball in fucking October in the goddamn bottom of your dryer. Racy McMath is back, 31% snap share last week, 17 routes run, four targets, didn't catch a ball. Nick Westbrook-Akine is not good. Eight targets, three receptions, 23 yards on a 96% snap share and a 21% target share. Eight targets, three receptions, 23 yards. You can't trust that. Cody Hollister, you can't trust that. Chris Conley, you can't trust that. The talent that they've put around Ryan Tannehill, the talent that they've put around this team, no wonder John Robinson got fired. Mike Vrabel has done Mike Vrabel, if he makes this, if he puts this team in the playoffs, deserves coach of the year for the next five years because of that. Malik Willis is going to get a bad rap because of the few games he had this year, but it was because of Chris Conley on the outside. It was because of Cody Hollister, Nick Westbrook, Akina on the other side, dropping footballs and looking like shit. Traylon Burks and Ryan Tannehill in 2023, if that's the quarterback that they stick with, if they stick with Tannehill, which I think they will. They're going to go one more year with Henry. They're going to go one more year with Tannehill. And they're going to try to bolster the offensive line, get healthy. And this defense is close. It just needs to get healthy. Traylon Burks, when he plays, is an alpha. Alpha. He got knocked the fuck out in week 13, catching a 25-yard touchdown. Now everyone's going to forget about him because of the concussion. Traylon Burks, the last three games before that, 56, 55, 72% snap shares. Traylon Burks is a dog, and you can trust the process. Six targets, eight targets, six targets against Patrick Sertan, Jair Alexander, and Cam Taylor-Britt before catching that 25-yard touchdown against James Bradbury. Burks is a winner. Burks is a winner. 18.1, 17.0 fantasy points in Week 11, in Week 12. I'm going out, and I'm buying Traylon Burks in every single fantasy football league that I'm in. I don't think Drake London's a bad, you know, the, a bad uh, bad buy either right now with Desmond Ritter. If you can buy him before this weekend with Desmond Ritter, we saw Desmond Ritter continually target Alec Pierce ten to twelve times at Cincinnati. I think he'll do the same thing with Drake London. It is a world right now where Traylon Burks and Drake London are buy low candidates in dynasty fantasy football. This is Week 15 with Undercovered Ops. The last week of Undercovered Ops for the 2022 fantasy football season. Go buy Drake London. Go buy Traylon Burks. Trust the process with these alphas. And make some fantasy football championship bread down the stretch. Have a happy new year. Have a merry Christmas. And let's have a goddamn great rookie draft process in 2023. Tap into the future cast. I'll be live very often, very much. Playerprofile.com. Check it out. I appreciate all of you guys. Have a fantastic week 15.